Hey there. I'm Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression and Reclaim Regret How God Heals Life's Disappointments. And it's super to be able to spend these next few moments together with you. I believe that we need more than information to heal our souls. And so, as we always do, let us begin. I invite you to realize that you, right now, as you slow down, can touch that place within you, the deepest place within you, that is sustained by the unconditional love of God. Before any loss, before any trauma, before your first worry, you are made as an image of this love, this divine, eternal love. You are a mirror of this love. Every part of you shines with the radiance of God as he reveals himself to you. You are a visible manifestation of God's tenderness and a merciful love that lasts without end. And nothing can wipe away this love that is at the very core of who you are. So let us begin with a deep breath. Separate yourself from reactive thinking, worry, from shame or fear. Sink deep down into the very center of your own reality, that place within you that knows most deeply that you were made by love for love. Visualize the favorite image of God or of Jesus maybe from a story from scripture or a parable that has meant much to you. Settle into a deep stillness and open your heart. The night can be a scary time. As kids, we might have been afraid of monsters under our bed or of sleeping in our own room. And even now as adults, the dark night, whether it slips into our life as, as a depression, it breaks our heart with unexpected ruptures of relationships and futures, or quietly takes from us what we had most cherished. These darkness, these dark nights still hold hands with their sister, anxiety. Just as individuals live through darkness, Cultures and periods of history also can be overshadowed by fear and chaos and death. Now is one of those times. Darkness has this interesting characteristic that it can become unexplainably fascinating the more we hear about it, the more we see it played out on television and computer screens, or talk with others about what might happen as we focus our attention on thinking and talking about it, keeping up with the latest facts, the more darkness achieves its goal, 
sweeping us off our feet with its nameless and hopeless possibilities of an unknown future. The psychologically and emotionally vulnerable have even less resilience to this fascination of darkness. The saints have lived through times such as these. Our own founder of the Daughters of St. Paul, Blessed James Alberioni, as a good friend reminded me recently, began the Pauline family in 1914, barely a month before the start of World War I. The first years of his fledgling religious communities, the Society of St. Paul and the Daughters of St. Paul, were an act of absolute trust on the part of this very young founder. Father Alberioni was well informed of what was happening in the world. His own seminarians were sent off to the front lines. He knew, however, that he and his sons and daughters were called to bring the light of the gospel into the world, into that world. And that was where he focused his attention. And the light grew as he accomplished what God asked of him. During the 80 years that Padre Pio lived, much of the world was enveloped in darkness. Born on May 25, 1887, he witnessed two world wars, the Great Depression and the Holocaust. By contrast, Padre Pio showed the world a radiance that brought peace to many. His goodness automatically drew people to him. Edith Stein, upon receiving the Carmelite religious habit in April 1934, took the name Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. Her name means Teresa, blessed by the cross. Moved by the tragedies of World War I, she had trained as a nursing assistant and worked in a hospital for the prevention of disease outbreaks. Later, as World War II raged, it was because she was a Jewish convert, as was her sister, that both of them were eventually arrested in a Carmelite monastery in Holland by the Nazis in 1943 and died in the gas chamber. Her witness remains a light that does not waver. She wrote, after the dark night, there springs up the living flame of love. After the dark night, there springs up the living flame of love. The courage of the saints might seem out of reach to us, but the church, as a good mother, gives us stepping stones each Lent so we can regain our balance and our strength knowing truly that this world, even as it is, is still in Christ, and without Christ, the world has no meaning. So let's look now at some Lenten secrets for finding light in today's darkness. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. By this point of Lent, we probably have lost interest in our jokes about what we've given up for Lent. 
The church's three invitations for Lenten practices are really more about reorienting our hearts and reconnecting our desires to the one thing that is meaningful, total surrender to the God who loves us and who will use us in mysterious ways to be light and to give light to the world. The Renewal of Baptismal Vows Lent, beyond individual practice, is marked by the catechumenate and preparation for baptism. At Easter, the Church has each of us renew our baptismal vows, and thus, in reality, Lent is a baptismal preparation for each of us. It allows us to step back and check, has our love for Jesus produced something new in us? something extraordinary. Recently, I watched an interview by Canon Andrew White, the vicar of Baghdad, who recounted the story of when four young teens were approached by the militants who had taken over the city and told to say the words that they follow Muhammad. They said, no, we love Jesus. We have always loved Jesus. We have always followed Jesus. Jesus has always been with us. We cannot say the words. They followed that act of faith with the gift of their life. Nicholas Cabasius, an Orthodox theologian and saint from the 14th century, wrote that we want our faith and our love of Jesus to be more than hearsay. He wrote in the book, The Life in Christ, Nothing like Christ may be found, nothing which he has in common with others, nor is there anything with which he may be compared, nor anything which is comparable to him. How could one then comprehend his beauty or love him in a way that is worthy of it? When men have a longing so great that it surpasses human nature and eagerly desire and are able to accomplish things beyond human thought, it is the bridegroom who has smitten them with this longing. It is he who has sent a ray of his beauty into their eyes. The Easter Candle If you have never participated in an Easter Vigil Liturgy, you should give yourself this year that special gift. As the newly blessed Easter candle is carried into the darkened church, the priest holds up the candle with his tiny flame, spreading the only light in the midst of darkness. Christ our light, he sings three times. Christ is proclaimed as the light of the real world we live in today with all its evil and tragedy and pain. We need to acknowledge the power of darkness and death, as well as proclaim the power of God, who in his death and resurrection has become victorious in his battle with evil in this world. And the assembly sings in response, Thanks be to God. We unite ourselves to Christ, 
to walk into the world just as vulnerable as he, confident in the Father at whose feet the whole cosmos will one day worship. So let's stop here and be still. Let the words you have heard take root in your heart like seeds. What do you notice stirring? What emotions or reactions? Resistance? What calls? What thoughts? What do you want to say to Jesus? When he looks at you, he, he says to you, by name, I know how you feel. I can see what you are thinking. I know what is stirring in your heart. What do you want Jesus to know? And Jesus has a word today now just for you if there is one thing on which we can all agree it is that the world needs this soul healing when we're loved we thrive it's that simple the truth is that you can walk free of the wounds that are binding your heart and suffocating your relationships healing and holiness is a process it's a journey, and you are already on it. But if you are like me, you might need some simple helps along the way. I hope you join me on my private Facebook group for weekly video conferences. Just look up my name on Facebook, Sister Catherine Herms. If you become a Patreon member, you will get immediate access to over 60 video and audio programs to help you grow in holiness, as well as to exclusive content and monthly journaling pages geared to help you on your spiritual journey. So I hope to see you around. Bye now, and may you walk today amid the blessings of God.